This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BDB. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Burgess Owens is a um, an NFL legend and the author of a book, Liberalism, or How to Turn Good Men into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps, and really tells it like it is and is a um, a good friend of the program. Hello, Burgess. How are you, sir? Glenn, good talking with you again, my friend. Looking forward to uh, our discussion today for sure. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's happening on the streets uh, in North Carolina, what's happening in the streets of of uh, Tulsa. But first, uh, your thoughts on Betty Shelby, the police officer being charged with manslaughter in first degree. You know, I haven't had a chance to to uh, to get any real information about what's happening there and what happened in Tulsa. So. I'm just going to hold. I'm going to hold off and make, make my decision or my my conclusion on that until I get a little oh, more information. Wait, wait I, I do minute, have a, a very strong uh, impression about Charlotte, and I love, love to talk to you about that. Well, hang on just a second. I, I've understood from the alt right that we are now living in a post fact world, and that's a good thing. I mean, you should be able to comment without facts, Burgess. Um, all right, so so let's let's talk about let's talk about um, Charlotte because um, yesterday afternoon I saw a press conference with the NAACP. Um, and the NAACP was there in Charleston, South Carolina, um, kind of trying to whip things up when there was a shooting in the, or, uh, no, no, in South Carolina when they were trying to whip up the, um, after the shooting in the church. Remember where yeah, we went? Right. Uh, and they were doing the Charleston, same thing. Yeah. yeah, in Charleston. And now in Charlotte, yesterday, they were doing the same thing in North Carolina. Can you comment a little bit on the NAACP? Yeah, well, the NAACP, um, uh, you have to understand, they're, they're not trying to find justice. They're not trying to find a fairness or even bring our, our, our American people together. Uh, they have one, one issue and one, one, uh, one thing that they're after right now. At the end of the day, they are shameless in breeding back black voters. They want to get the black community uh, up in arms, angry, more hopeless than they've already made them, so they can go out and vote in November. At the end of the day, that is their goal. It didn't matter what happened. In this case, here's a black man. A black policeman who shot a black man with an arm, uh, a, a firearm. You have a black uh, police chief. You have a white Democrat uh, mayor. All that is a perfect scenario for our affirmative action community that we have today. But yet all it takes in our community today, six weeks out, is for some black person to get shot. It doesn't matter why. And you're going to have the NAACP and that group uh, trying to, to get in and, and rev up the, uh, the, the, the urban uh, voters. You've talked about the history of the NAACP that I don't think most people know. You talk about it in your book, and it's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it, it is, it is uh, an interesting process when you understand the stealth that's been going on in our nation for a long, long time. Uh, for those who are just hearing this for the first time, the NAACP back in 1910, when it was formed, was not formed by black people. It was formed by 21 white, socialist, atheist, Marxist, race-controlled Democrats. It was an environment at the time. If you keep in mind, during that time, uh, the race, the black race, was one of the most competitive, industrious, uh, patriotic, Republican 
uh, communities in our country. And so in order to get into that community to do the things they need to do, to, to, to take us off into the route they have, they need to do, use stealth, and they need to use the, the face of a, another black person, W.E. DeBoss, uh, who is also a socialist and communist. And, and that is actually what is happening even today. It's a playbook they've used for a long time. Uh, today they use the black, uh, black BET to message out anti-police, anti-white messaging. And keep in mind, look at the people that are making the, the biggest noise. I can guarantee that they all have the same source, black entertainment television, which is actually a white, uh, owned by white liberal Democrats, the Firestones and, um, and Viacom, who have been messaging our, our community for a long, long time to get them where they are today. So let me um, let me ask you about this. Here we have this police officer in Tulsa um, who is uh, first degree manslaughter, going to be charged with that. And, and I don't know the situation uh, any more than anybody else does. I, I think every single shooting should be looked into. But we we also know that um, black officers are much more likely to shoot uh, and discharge their firearm than a white officer is. And we also know there has been um, an increase of, what is it, 20% increase of, uh, of violence and killings uh, of, of officers in the last year. And nobody seems to pay attention to that. What you have is a, a, a situation to where the, the officers, black and white, are going to be paralyzed with fear of doing anything or they're going to get in trouble. And here's where I think the, the um, uh, black community loses. If I'm, a, if I'm a cop and I'm called into a predominantly black uh, neighborhood and, you know, there's something, gunfire or something else, I, I think I'm saying I'm not going. I'm yeah. not going. Or if I go, I'm staying way away from it because I don't want to be involved. I'm going to lose in this. Well, you know, Glenn, the thing is, when you look at who's getting hurt by this whole process, it is a black community. Not, not only in, in, a, in a couple of ways, not only for those, the innocent black, uh, 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 those in the community that really do need to help and support, because not only uh, are the, the uh, criminals, the criminal element being um, empowered and encouraged, uh, but you have, again, in this case, you have, uh, you have policemen who really want to do the right thing, but are afraid of not being backed up, uh, not going in. Uh, it, it is... It is really a shame to see this whole process of division, and, and it comes down to one simple thing. This is why it's so, so devious what's happening right now. Uh, we have a, a president who's been president for eight years. We have, we have the second black attorney general after eight years. And it's interesting that the message that's being given to everybody in America is that the black race is truly inept. The black race cannot on its own stand up and best the black, the, the white race has been at their presses for 150 years. And this is why when, the, when you, we would disconnect ourselves from our past, our history, you have a, a narrative in which now we are sitting back as victims, as supposedly waiting for politicians and, and, and white legislators to give us the right and the power to do what every other culture has done in this country. That is to rise up, become the best they can be, and, uh, and, and develop great, successful um, uh, people to, to, to lead you guide us. Burgess, we were we were doing a um, we're talking to Burgess Owens. He's the author of Liberalism. Um, We were talking uh, this week about families and the destruction of families. We did a serial on it. And the black family was in, you know, by 1960, the strongest family unit in the country. Now it is by far the weakest. 
And the turning point, strangely, seems to be um, the Johnson administration and the Great Society. Do, have you ever done any research? Because we, this piqued my interest. Gee, that seems strange. And wait a minute. Johnson was a huge progressive racist. I wonder who wrote the Great Society uh, bill. I wonder if there were these racist progressives in there that wrote this, maybe even intentionally, to tear the black family apart, knowing that it would disintegrate. Do you think there's anything to that? Glenn, I'll tell you, it's interesting, because I've done my history and done some research. Uh, every, at every point along the last 150 uh, years, I mean, 100 years, and keep in mind, when I, when I talk about the, the, the 100 years since 1865, uh, the black race was doing so well. In other words, yeah. we, we, again, we had 50% of black Americans that were part of the, uh, the, the, the middle class. We had the highest percentage of entrepreneurs. All those things, we had the strongest commitment to marriage. Every single facet of change happened because of democratic policies whether it be the Davis A. Bacon Act, which was, took the entrepreneurs out of the, out of the, uh, the, the marketplace, whether it be the high um, uh, unemployment or, or uh, minimum wage now that keeps young teenagers from actually ever getting experience in, in work. Look at those, those young people who are, who are rioting, looting, and stealing. If, think about it. You're looking at young men who are not working, who have, no hopes of, of an ed- have not been educated, have no hopes of working. They're all, sitting, they're all walking around with their pants down to their knees, and, and they're upset because they can't get ahead or they don't have an opportunity. That's all been, a, been accomplished through a self change of self-perception through the white liberals of BT and the policies of, of, of liberals that have, have stopped us from, from moving forward like we had in the, in the early 60s. We have um, something going on, the Ferguson effect. I mean, if it, do you believe, Burgess, that if the president would have come out and said, hey, we're going to look into Ferguson, I'm not going to comment <laughs> on this, but... Stop the rioting. That's absolutely you're burning down your own city. Stop it. Um, if he came out strong, do you think we would be in the situation we're in right now? Uh, I, I tell you, uh, Glenn, I, I'm, we're going to look back in history, the history, and look at a, a man who had the greatest opportunity in the history of mankind to bring our race together, our country together. Mm-hmm. The reason why white Americans and blacks voted for this man was because of the promise of getting past race. We have never been more divided. More, we're now turning black people into into racists. Uh, unapologetic, racist. And when you start to do that, first of all, the, the blessings that go with anyone who has that kind of spirit goes away, period, big time. And we cannot have conversations, real reasonable conversations about how to get past this until we get past the, the judgment that we now have of, of, of color. And we've gotten, we've, we've gotten even worse than that. We're now judging people based on the color of the, of the uniform they're wearing. Now yeah. blue has become a racist uh, so, call. So but, that's how far we've gone. But I'm, I'm looking at what's called the Ferguson effect, which um, says now, since Ferguson, murders in the 50 biggest cities in the U.S. have spiked 17% in the black community as a result of cops being unwilling or reluctant to go in and police neighborhoods because of the fear of being labeled a racist. 17% jump in, uh, in murders in those communities. That is a liberal. The liberals have been being the champion of those who are crying racism. Well, the, the thing I want to add to that, and you're absolutely right, and, and this is just is this common sense. It's in all of us when we have we do our job. We want to come home at the end of the day and be with our family. We don't want to go in any situation we feel uh, we're not going to either be backed up or we come out with uh, an opportunity of coming out alive. 
at the end of the day, we're dealing with an empathy-free uh, ideology. Liberalism does not care about the end result. It just cares about its feelings and its, and, its, and its goals. At the end of the day, we have more blacks now being hurt in so many different ways. And this has been the history of the Democratic Party. And so I, I, I really do hope, and this is where I think we're having conversations now, that as a, as, a, as a total country, blacks and whites, we really start to look and be, help hold these people accountable who have actually overseen the, the black misery that's happened over the last, oh, for decades now. Burgess Owens, um, Liberalism, How to Turn Good Men into weenies, uh, Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps. Thanks so much for being on, us, uh, being on with us, Burgess. Appreciate it. Thank you, Glenn. Look for the opportunity to, to talk more as we move this thing forward for sure. You bet. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Regardless whoever wins the White House, we are facing serious geopolitical and economic challenges that could lead to the next great financial crisis. You need a recognized safe haven asset for your portfolio and IRA, and that asset is gold. Call Goldline and add physical gold to your portfolio or IRA at 800-913-GOLD. Goldline, been helping people diversify their portfolio with gold for over 55 years. Rated A-plus by the BDB. Read Goldline's important risk information, but do it now, because crazy times are coming. 800-913-GOLD. 800-913-GOLD. 